It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season four, episode 11, new to the scene. Good morning, good afternoon, happy commute times. Uh, I am Mike, principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, an assistant principal from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we talk about bringing passion, unity, and DIY to our schools and our classrooms and on our campuses in order to give students the best education possible. Yeah, and you know what, Josh? I I don't have a catchy phrase today. You know, catchy phrase. What is no? Going- uh, oh, it's, dude, it's been a week. It has been <laughs> a week. We'll pull, um, we'll pull the curtain back and let yeah. people know it's been a week. Um, it's funny. So last week, Mike, we took the we took the week off. We took a mm-hmm. we took the we took the time. We put up an old episode about interviews and interview yes. season. And I alluded to it in the beginning of that episode because I re-recorded an intro for it and put it out that this was a year uh, again where I was interviewing, right? So I thought, what a better thing to share than the conversation around that you and I had about transitions, what it meant to, you know, move from a classroom teacher to an assistant principal. What's the thought process behind that? And then really just a little bit about interviewing. But as a kind of follow-up to that, as a follow-up to that, let's talk a little bit about you get that position. You get right. that thing you're interviewing for. Um, I have interviewed for a couple principal positions and am now just waiting to find out what happens next, right? As you do when you interview for these things. But it's the quite sit, possible. The sit and wait period. The sit and wait. And it's quite possible that I will be the new person again. Um. I went from the classroom to a Title I specialist, joined a new campus. Then this year as an AP, I had to split my time. And again, new person on a different campus, right? Like right. one of them was the same campus, but one of them was a new, a new campus. And if I'm lucky enough to, to become a principal next year, it's quite possibly uh, going to be a new campus and I will be the new, the new person guy. yet again. And <laughs> it is also the season of hiring, Mike. So we hire new people all the time. We bring them into the crew. We bring them into the scene. So let's let's have a conversation around. Let's talk about like how what do you do when you're the new person and what do you do when you're welcoming that new person? Right. When you're having that new person come in. Now, Mike, you haven't been the new guy in a while. No. It's, this it's, What year is this I, on your campus? This, uh, is, this is year nine on in, in my building. Year yeah. nine in your building. And your assistant principal has been there. This is year five for your assistant five principal. Five with her, yeah. So not so. neither of you have like, you haven't had to, <laughs> to do that new routine in a while. But, and then let's talk about when's the last time that you really, like how many staff members have you hired in the recent? Yeah, that's the thing. Like we've had, we've had, you know, paraprofessionals um, that's been... But, but actually, honestly, I think this year we only hired one or two new ones. And two of them, actually, they, they were both already like playground supervisors who got their pair of certificate. So we all knew them. Yeah. Now they're just with us all day instead of a couple hours a day. Um, but we did hire a few new staff. We had um, uh, a new art teacher come in. Okay. Uh, and she she's kind of like with like our, we call them specials teachers. Our yeah. specials teachers 
typically like in the elementary setting travel. So like yeah. she's between yeah. three buildings. So she's the new, the new girl in three buildings. Um, and yeah, we didn't hire any class. One of our classroom teachers we hired was a paraprofessional with us last year. So we all knew her, but not a know, lot of new for you, Mike. No, not no, not next year. We will. Um, I got a kindergarten teacher retiring and I have, my LRC, my like uh, media library, media specialist, okay. she's retiring. So those are two positions. Um, we already got them posted. I've got some internal applicants for, uh, for both of those. So again, you know, it could be a more, just some movement and people aren't new with us, <laughs> but uh, there's not a lot of turnover in our building, but you know, Josh, one question yeah. I ask, you know, every, we do do interviews, um, whether it's for the pair pros or teaching staff, that's one question I ask everybody. Like, how are you going to mesh into the team that's already here? You know, yeah. I, I tell them like we're pretty pretty established. Like it's it's been the same team for like nine years, at least that I've been there. So what are you gonna do? Um, because that's a huge thing about success in a building not just your ability to connect with kids or your ability to teach or whatever you get hired to do whether you're a coach or whatnot but to function within the team right and i think that's Um, i having been at at the secondary level and the elementary level it feels more so at the elementary level like at the high school level it's more departmentalized right and and when you're when you're the new person out of you know, 20 people in the social studies department and right. you, I mean, you might PLC once a week. You don't see, I didn't see the rest of my team a whole lot. Right. right. Um, we didn't spend as much time together. We didn't have as many staff meetings as a, as an entire campus. Cause those are just harder to do as a, as a giant campus. Right. Um, but at an elementary level, when there's like just three or four of you on a grade level, like that piece is really important. You, you know, you might walk to read with your kids, you might share kids for other things. And so um, that's that teamwork part is really, really key. I really like that question of like, well, how, how do you bring yourself into that group? Right. Cause I kind of, and I'll tell people, I give them a little background, like, well, here's how kind of our, our building functions. Here's the team time, Yeah, you know, here we do our monthly faculty meetings. Like here's things we do. But you as an individual coming in, because plus two, I don't I want to see if I don't want to say they're going to like be comfortable being uncomfortable because it's it's awkward being the new guy. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like trying to meet people and, and learn personalities like it's awkward. No, no one can say they truly enjoy that. Um, some people are better at it than others, but I want to make sure that we're not bringing someone in who's going to be. I don't want to. I don't want to phrase this the wrong way. I don't want them to be too timid where they're afraid to reach out and, and introduce. Yeah. And I want them to be able to share and like, hey, if you got an idea, because you're coming in with a fresh set of eyes, whether you're straight right. out of college right, right, right. or you're from another district, if you see something you think we can improve because we've been here for nine years together, let us know, like speak up. And how are you going to be like a, a just a part of helping everyone move forward. So yeah, it's, it's, that's a key. That's one of my, that's one of those questions. You know, you got like those interview questions where, well, what, so what do you, of them, yeah. What are you oh, looking? No, like, what are you looking for when they answer that question? Then what do you, what are you looking for when someone answers that question about being the the new person on the team? What do you want to hear from them? I'm looking to hear that they're 
going to make connections with not just like, so let's say I'm hiring someone for third grade, that they're not just going to connect with their third grade team, but they're looking to connect and learn from, you know, kindergarten, a reading specialist, a speech path, like how they're yeah. going to intertwine with, with everyone. Um, and just like, I, I'm, I'm looking for ways that they're going to connect with people, right? Because yeah. if if they're sharing ways that they're going to connect with with adults, then I know they're going to be able to connect with the kids. If that makes yeah. sense, you know, because yeah. like the kids is easy. Like they come in, they're with you. Like <laughs> I don't want to say it's easy, no, but, but like, it's if, it's built in to the job. It's kind of built right? in, and yeah. and if if I'm hiring you, like I pretty much through the interview process, through other questions that we've asked, yeah. kind of know like okay, you're you're here for the right reasons. And then I want to, I just kind of want to see like what, like, so there's not a, a right or wrong answer. But I want to hear that they're comfortable building these new relationships with, with staff. Cause it, it can yeah. be intimidating, especially if you're straight out of college, going up to someone who's been in this for 15, 20, 25 years, yeah. you know, and trying to have no, a conversation I, I, about best best practices or you know for sure for sure um i you know i was asked a very similar question in my interviews for a couple of buildings that are opening up in my district and you know my answer came down to trying to understand um uh, because i you know i'm talking about being a new principal on a campus right right and talking about like how do you come into a system um not completely upend it Right. But how do you how do you come into being a leader on a campus like that? And and for me, I, I've been able to kind of step into two different roles each year. Right. So last year I I stepped into being a Title One specialist on a on a campus, came from you know the secondary world to the elementary world, and came into that role and had to become that new guy, right? That right. new person on campus. And and a new person in a role where my job is to be the support that anybody needs. Right. And right. so for me, being that new person, the role that I took on was making sure that I was listening to, you know, my staff members, whenever we had, you know, my, my colleagues, whenever we had a meeting, um, finding out what it is, you know, what they were worried about when we had a professional learning opportunity, what were they talking about? Um, working with my building principal to find out like what what were the things that that she needed from me, and then really just being present, right? Like yeah. I think I think that was the key thing for me as a as a new person last year as a Title One specialist, and this year as an AP at a different campus, right? Was really just making sure that I was there. Um, so you know, stealing a page from your book with my little portable my little mobile desk and being yeah. in the, being in the hallway, right? That right there helped me connect with kids all the time, right? Cuz whenever yeah. they whenever they look, I there know you my, are. I know my kids were freaking flyers to take take that bathroom pass, right? I know I know uh my kids when they're going to specials, I can see 5th grade when they go to specials or 6th grade when they go to specials. Um I can see kindergartners coming into the building if I park over on that side of the building, right? And and then I'm seeing teachers every yeah. time that they take their classes somewhere, or every time that they're it's their prep period and they walk by me and they can have a little quick conversations with me or they can find me in the hallway or, or whatever it is. And just that act of being present has helped me be that new guy, right? Instead of hiding in my office or instead of like, you know, only 
being available on those early release Wednesdays, right? Oh, you want to talk to me? Well, we have a staff meeting coming up, right? Like this is, or shoot me an email or something like that. No, like I want to make sure I was there and out there. So that was really important for me as a new person to kind of be in that space. And as a teacher, being that new person on a campus, um, I taught on one, two, three, four, five campuses uh, in my career, right? Um, right. Just just through the act of budget cuts and, you know, moving uh, at trying to come back to my district and all those things being at five different um, buildings. It really was, again making sure that I was a contributing member of that team, right? right? So when we met as a social studies department, making sure that I was a part of that. And one of the things that I think really helped me when I was the new guy, my very first year as a teacher, um, very first year as a teacher, I came in in October. You want to talk about like the worst time to come in as a teacher, right? Like yeah, things have I, already been established. Things have people already are, people happened, are rolling, right? I moved out to Arizona in July, not realizing that school started so early out here in the in the valley. And uh, when I got out here, school literally we moved out here, and then we found out that my daughter's the city that we moved to, Chandler, school started in a week and a half. So we're like, what? It's July, right? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, right? Um, and then realizing that everybody else started in August and I thought like, oh, I've got like a month and a half before school right. starts. I'll, you know, get this stuff taken care of. I mean, I mean, was it on the top of my mind to apply for a job before we came out? Not really. Like I was graduating my ex, my ex-wife at the time when we moved out here, we were married. She was, she had a job lined up. So it was like, whatever. I was like, oh, I'll sub. Right. But then I ended up finding this job in October in, I will tell you, one of the things that really helped me is there was a, there was a teacher on campus um, who invited me out was like, Hey, let's go, let's go, let's yeah. go do something. Right. Let's go, you know, that, that happy hour invite. Right. Um, and then this was the same teacher who invited me to, uh, one of our union meetings. Right. I was like, Hey, you should come out. Like you should be a part of this, right? Like come out and meet a bunch of teachers from other campuses and, and be a part of things. And so that right there, that act like brought me into that campus. And, right. um, it was really, it was really great. We had this, this group of teachers and we were, it was a fairly new campus. Like it had only been built, I don't know, six years before or something like that. So there was no teacher who could have been there for 25 years. Right, right. Because right. it, it didn't That's exist. A bonus. It didn't right. exist, right? Um, so we had a lot of young, newer teachers, not all of them young, not all of them brand new, but we had a good group of teachers who were all around the same age. And we were able to kind of really like, make the football games. Like we all went together. We did those things. We'd meet up and do stuff. And that was really a great opportunity to become part of that team early on in my career and see the importance of those relationships. You know, I mean, it's, it's huge. You said a few things. One, um, because I've seen this from new uh, teachers we've hired just throughout the years. Yeah. And some have, have come and some have gone. Um, Some have stayed, but like, one of the things is you said just being present, right? And I've heard that from like some of my team leaders and just some of the more veteran teachers we've had, like the way they can talk like, oh, you know, yeah, Josh, you know, we he, he chimed in and we were explaining like this lesson we're going to do, you know, like on, on decimals and the activity yeah. we we're going to all, we were all going to do the same activity and Josh chimed in with some 
some key like key points or whatever, like just being there because I've also yeah. heard from some of these sort of these teachers who didn't last and are, are gone. Oh, they would show up late to our team meetings. They would be grading during uh, not just being invested. Like we've all got a million things to do. Right. Right. I think when you expect, even if you're not the new guy, just the fact of being in a, in a meeting, whether it's a team meeting, a faculty meeting and just being present and attentive, like that's that right there is going to build those connections. And dude, I, when I first started teaching, mine was the same, same way. Like I, remember going to that first day institute with the whole district yeah <laughs> super awkward you're like you're just looking around you know nobody and then you go to your building for your buildings pd stuff that day um and like there was there was a bunch of younger teachers who were hired the year before me um and so then they kind of all came like hey you're you're coming out with us friday night uh, you know friday after school yeah and i was like okay and then, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like 23, 24, yeah. like I don't have anything to do. Right. Um, but I just remember it was kind of like that. All right. These are people that, you know, you can now rely on, you know, like, and there was people, right. it was junior high. So it kind of like high school, we had people from all different departments and right. specialties, but just building those, those relationships through the, um, uh, kind of like nothing that has to do with school. Right. And I, I, th- Going I think out for drinks on a Friday, but I think that's a really important piece is if you're that, if you're that building, you know, you're that teacher, right. And you have a new teammate or you have someone new joining your, your, your school, right. Like finding an opportunity to, to make those new folks feel welcome is so, so important. Like having been the new guy several, several times in my career, um, <clears throat> the places that I felt the best um, were the places that, you know, we, people went out of their way to, to, to connect, right. Whether it was that, Hey, we're, we're going to go, we're doing a happy hour on Friday or, Hey, uh, do you know where the, Hey, I'm going to show you where the best bathroom is on campus. Right. Or I'm going right. to like, Hey, um, that's huge. <laughs> this copy machine sucks. Don't use that copy. I mean, like those little pieces of, 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 of information, those conversations, the the more I think that we can welcome people in and, and you, you, you had mentioned this, like we all are, we all have a thousand things going on. We all do. Um, but this job can be a solo act, but it shouldn't be right. Right. You shouldn't like, we want to, I think one of the most important parts is, is, you know, bringing people into what we're doing. And I felt in my roles that, that that's, that that's happened, right. That, that in my, in my journey along the way, I've always had someone help me feel like I was a part of the group. Yeah. I think, I, and you know, you're, it can, that's, that's a thing too. Like, it's not just all on the new person, obviously. Right. It's not, it's not your job to sh- prove to us that you belong here. Like, us as a staff that have been there, whether it's been one year, 25 years, we need to find those opportunities. And like you even said, those little things, you know, like don't use this copy machine. This one's (laughs) horrible. Go over it or or come, if you're going to use it, use it during these hours. Like just those little things to make someone feel welcomed. And we've all been on those camps. We've all been in in a, a position where as the new person, you can tell right away, all right, that person's not very welcoming over there because yeah. they have not said what. So 
what do we do? We're just kind of stay away. Like, you know, find yeah. it's, it's important first to just find that small group. Like, and I tell like this to my son, you know, cause my son has um, issues like uh, socially struggling and like you get one, one good friend, two good friends. Sometimes that's all you need to have just, you don't, you don't need 15 people on your side. Sometimes you just need one or two people to support <laughs> you and help you get through the day and yeah. you'll be good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like, as you know, when you came on, so I know I'm going to, I'm going to have you reach back in time, right? Um, you are the new principal at Oak Glen. Yep. What do you, what do you do? What did you do that year <clears throat> to put yourself into that campus? What did you do as the new guy to make sure yeah. you were connecting with people to make sure that you were you know, building those connections and seeing those people, those your students and your staff and your families and stuff like that. What did you do in that that first year as the new guy? Yeah, my first year was kind of like what I do now. And there was that time where I got away from it. But I remember, so I was already in the district because I was the assistant principal at the middle school. Yeah. So I think I, I mean, right when the fiscal year turned over in July, you know, I had, it was already established. I'd be the principal. I transitioned over. Um, I had some vacation time. So it was like mid July, but once our staff started to come back into the building, Mm -hmm. which is August 1st is always the date they can start coming back in to set up. Um, you know, I'd sent a welcome email when I the the night of the board meeting when I was hired. And then, uh, I'd said, you know, feel free to stop in, uh, you know, the office when you, when you, Come in to get your keys or come to set your room up. Love to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And man, that that summer before the year started, I remember I just made it a point to everyone who came in to get to pick up their classroom keys, go in, introduce myself and talk to them. And I just was continually walking through the halls and stopping in rooms and trying to like get to know all of the people. Plus I was trying to learn the layout of the building. It took me forever to figure out, <laughs> Oh, this is the third grade hall. But then when, when the year started, like, you know, I just kind of, I was like, I'm not going to come in and make all these huge changes. Like I need to see one. I had in no experience in elementary. I'm like, I need to just learn how this, this monster works. Right. Like mm-hmm. you got these kids with you all day long, teaching multiple subjects on your own. Um, so I just, I just made it a point, like you said, to be present. Like I was continually just in the hallways, walking into classrooms, talking to kids, talking to teachers. If I saw them on their plan, just trying to be there and and take it all in. And I made it a point to just have those conversations and almost like just ask, how can I help? Like, what do you need me to do? How can I assist you yeah. through this? And I think. You know, my first year was rough too, man. My assistant principal left um, in like August mm. or not August. I mean, like October, October, yeah. November. She was um, she was a little bitter that I got the job over her. She'd been in the district longer than me and she had been to AP there for a few years. And I think she thought it was her job. Um, I, I got it and she really wasn't much help to me. So I was almost forced to do everything myself yeah. when she was, when she was there. Um, Cause it, it, like I said, the days that she was there were almost worse because like, is she going to leave easy, early? Is she not going to do her job and what's going on? Um, so, you know, and then she left in October, November, just 
abruptly. So then I was alone for a few months. Um, yeah. I think just me juggling everything and still making sure I was connected and showing my face every single day to, to everyone yeah. and talking with them. It's, it's what helped. And that's something that's all it takes is just like you said, man, be present and just listen to people when you're the new guy. Like yeah. when they yeah. that you're listening, like, you know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna help. Yeah. And, and, you know, like one of those questions that I, that I got, you know, in both. So in our district, we do two different panels, right? You have one panel with superintendency for your interview for principal. And then the next panel is with like staff members and community members. Right. right. So in, in both ones, it, and then, you know, it, both of those end up being like, okay, so how are you going to come into a new campus and, and connect? And for me, it really does come down to that listening, right? I'm lucky enough to be in a district where um, if I'm hired early enough, I can start having those conversations early, right? Right. I can, I can work out with my, you know, my principals right now and the principal at that new building. Hey, can I come out and meet staff? Hey, can I come out? One of the things that we do is whenever someone's hired, they get introduced on a, they get introduced to their new staff at a staff meeting, right? So you come out and you meet the new staff and you say hi to everybody. And then that's your opportunity to kind of start building those connections, right? Coming in and having those conversations and, and find out what's going well, um, what we can make better, what you would like to see someone. It, it, I think for me, like when I came in as a Title I specialist, I asked folks, what do you need from me? We had a really veteran staff. Right. So veteran staff didn't mean need me to come in and like do a bunch of coaching with them, right? Like that's that's not the role they needed for me. I did that with my my student my student interns and then my new and our brand new teachers. But my veteran yeah. teachers didn't need me coming in my room, coming in the room and whisper coaching them and doing stuff like right. that, right? So it was really just asking them what they needed from me. And then as an assistant principal, it was the same thing. What do you need from me? What can I take on? What can I do? And I think if I'm if I'm in that position to become that principal, like what does that school see their current administrator's role? How do they, you know, what do they, what do they appreciate about, appreciate about that? What would they like to see different out of that role? And, and really like that way I know where folks are coming from. That doesn't mean that there's going to be things that I'm going to have to do that. Maybe not everybody's going to love that. I, I do right. Like right. You know, there's initiatives and things that your district is taking on things that change that you have to kind of do as a, as a, as a, you know, a, um, an educational leader on a campus, but you know, you want to make sure that you're coming from it, from the right point of being the new person. I, I think if we boil this down, we are conversation down about the new person. When you are the new person, um, be present, be out there, say things, be a part of it, make those connections. If you are the campus welcoming that new person, I mean, Mike, you and I were punk rock kids in the punk rock scene. And, and what came out of that is when you went to a scene you didn't want gatekeepers in the scene. You didn't want people who were like, ah, you're not punk enough to be here, kid. You're not, right. you know, you're not, you know, oh, name three songs. You like came to see this band name three right. songs, bud. Right. Like we, that's the stuff we don't want. And so I think when we're welcoming people onto our campuses, we don't want to be gatekeepers of the culture. We don't want to be gatekeepers of where the good copier is. We don't want to be gatekeepers of, you know, to, to the community that we built on this campus. And so I think we want to be welcoming to those new staff members, not just, Hey, you know, you're here. Cool. But invite them into the things that you do that make your senior scene, right. That make your yeah. campus, your campus and have I, them be a part of it, you know? And I, some, some of the last minute advice before we wrap it up for, for the new people is like, 
there's a reason you were chosen right for this team like somebody saw something in you i mean like and i can only speak for myself like when i do an interview i i devise a, it's never just me or just me and the assistant principal like we devise a team right i got people yeah. for, if it's a grade level i get people from that grade level on there um i try to you know my secretary have has sat in on on interviews like social workers like we i want a bunch of different eyes and perspectives of and that's the main thing yeah most 99 uh, of the time in an interview you they're looking are you going to mesh in and be a good fit for this place? Because there's something that you are going to bring to the table. There's something that you're going to bring to this building, this campus, this role that's been lacking. And it's not just a body to fill a spot because somebody retired. It's there, there's more to it. So keep that in mind in those opening days when you have to stand up and sometimes some districts make you say something about yourself. Sometimes they read stuff off about you. And I know it's awkward as hell. Like no one likes being like that, you know, the spotlight <laughs> yeah. on you when you don't know anybody there. But one, just remember, everyone else has gone through that. And two, I mean, at least from my perspective, when when that person stands up and everyone turns to look and see who it is and hear what's being said in their mind, they're think. for me, at least I'm thinking, all right, how can how can we embrace this this individual and what strengths are they going to help? bring right. to to my role and what I'm doing. I mean, yeah. no one's looking okay, honestly, there might be one or two, maybe they're they're crotchety, but no one's looking saying, all right, how are we going to shun that person and get them out of here? They don't belong. Like, no. <laughs> and I hope not, right? You know, that's right, a you, that's bad culture, that's bad community. You don't want that on your you know, you don't want that on your team. Right? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying 99.9 are looking how can we what how can this per this individual yeah. Help yeah. us all move forward. Like, and it's a five second stand up. They read you and then you sit down like, and yeah, it'll be over. It's <laughs> one fine. Of, one of the things that we did, <laughs> one of the things that we did is we did like, what's your, what's your walk on song or like, what's your theme song. Right. So yeah, we started on our campus, like everybody played their theme song. Right. So like we literally had everybody write down their song and we like drew them out of a hat during our breakfast that, that morning and like did like, okay, whose song is this? And everybody tried to guess and they stood yeah. up and it was fun to even have, you know, our student teachers even did it. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Like they picked their song. It was just, it was just a fun way. Cause then, you know, like, dude, you like that, right? Okay. Like that's cool. Right. You got to connect with that person in a different way. So those, I mean, you're right. Right. Like embrace being new, embrace the new person, invite them into your community, into your scene, let them be a part of it. And I think it really comes down to, to, you know, that idea of like being present, right? Whether you're yeah. the person, if you're the person who's new, make sure you're present. If you're the person, if you're the community inviting, like bringing that new person in, be present for them, right? Exactly. Let them know you're there to help and, 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 you know, bring and them in. Coach and guide yeah. and yeah. listen and listen because yeah. new people, I'm telling you, like I said earlier, if you're new, you've got something that you can bring that right. we've never known or thought about or experienced. Yeah. So like, don't be afraid to share, share your thoughts. Yeah. All right, Mike is punk rock classrooms podcast. And it wouldn't be the punk rock classrooms podcast. If we didn't talk about what we're listening to mm-hmm. Mike, my friend, my pal, uh, what have you been listening to? Well, I told you yesterday, I've been listening to a lot of old glass. Shaw just went going down, going, going back to those first couple records. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's been some again new singles and EPs dropping, and yeah, you know, 
I always thought this band was pronounced the way I'm going to say it, but recently, not recently, years ago, someone told me it's pronounced a different way, but I'm going to say it the way I say it. Sam, I am. Yes. Is that how? Okay. Someone uh, once told me it's Sammy M. Like, it might be, but it is. it looks like Sam, I am, but I get what you're I, saying. Yeah. And, and Wikipedia says Sam, I am. So Sam, I am just dropped a new EP on Pure Noise after... It's been what? How many years since they yeah, put anything new outside? So yeah, I've been I've been digging those those new tracks from them. Awesome, awesome. Uh, two things: Military Gun dropped one yeah. single, one song, one single, and it is so good and so catchy. <laughs> uh, and then a band uh, that I this EP I've been digging it. It's the band's called MVM, M N V M, uh, and uh, and the record is called uh, Burning Halos. If you could take like. The Cure meets 90s grunge meets uh, Under Oath and put them in a band <laughs> like that's like for some reason out of nowhere, there's some like Under Oathy, like screamy yeah. vocal parts. But then there's weird Cure chorusy guitars. But then there's like sludgy 90s grunge stuff. I, it's super good. I, I'm i really digging it. Uh, I'll so check it out. NVM Burning Halos. Uh, and then that Military Gun one song. And it's. It's, it's a great song. It's so good. I just put it on repeat one day. I listened to it like three yeah. times in a row. It's only like a, it's only, it's less than two minutes. And right. Like, it's it's a, a, a wonderful little snack. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us uh, on the internet at punkrockclassrooms.com. Uh, the episodes are there. Show notes are there. The merch table's there. The blog's there. All that stuff. We've got a new blog coming out this week from a guest blogger. Um, yep. So make sure you're checking that out. Follow us on the social medias. Uh, we are the same tags on Facebook. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can find the show at Punk Classrooms. You can find Mike at Mike R. Earnshaw, and you can find me at Josh R. Buckley. Uh, send us a message. Let us know what's going on. Uh, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever your favorite you know podcast app is. Write it. Write a review. Hit them stars. Subscribe. Whatever it is that you do, so that the uh, algorithm gods know that that you're following and 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 shares this with other people that would be awesome um i think that's it that's all i got that's all i got all right folks uh thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you at the the show. show Podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.